0: It's a strange experience to feel really, really alone in something, and then to all of a sudden realize that all along, there were thousands others like you who felt the exact same way. Confidence is a byproduct of acceptance, not a byproduct of attaining some rigid standard of perfection. And most importantly, more of what you truly want, whether that's power, success, achievement, ease, relaxation, joy, pleasure, or money, more of whatever the hell makes you happy welcome to the art of speaking up a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them i'm your host jessica guzzik and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible i'm so excited that you're here And now, on to the show. Welcome. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited to be recording this episode. So this episode is the season finale of season six of the podcast. And I'm going to be sharing something with you today that I have been working on forever. (laughs) I'm sharing a piece of writing that I started writing last fall, I think it was. And it was originally going to be a personal essay around how triggering it would be for me in my corporate career to get asked the question like, so tell me about yourself or tell us why you're right for the job or tell us about what you do. Like whenever I would get asked that question, it would send me down a tailspin and really activate and trigger my imposter syndrome. And my original plan was to write a personal essay about that. And it turned into something completely different. And it turned into what I am going to share with you today, which is an essay about feeling a sense of being not normal, a sense of brokenness. And it's really about my experience of that and how I've grappled with that experience in my corporate career and what I learned as I grew and evolved through that experience of feeling like an outsider, feeling defective, feeling like something must be wrong with me. And this is a little bit of a vulnerable share for me because my writing is really how I express myself most openly. For some reason, when I write, I can access something within me that i don't access in other mediums and so whenever i share something that i've written it always feels a little bit scary and actually creating this finale episode felt doubly vulnerable and doubly scary because i have just started recording video of my podcast so that i can take some of the pieces and share them on instagram so i was reading this piece that i wrote i was filming myself on video it was a lot but I hope that you find it helpful in your own journey. And if you want to see some of that video, and if you want to take a peek behind the scenes of my podcast and get to actually see the visual and see me hop on over to Instagram. I am at the art of speaking up. My handle is the name of the show, and you will get to see a little bit of what I'm doing over there. And you'll get to see what this, previously purely audio format now looks like with video. I'm definitely still getting used to it because I uh, I talk about this in the outro as well. I've gotten very, very used to just recording the podcast and not having to worry about how I look. So this is a whole new experience, but I'm embracing it and I'm actually Really enjoying it. So, I'm excited to be able to share that with you. So, definitely come by on Instagram so you can see the visual that goes along with the podcast. But for now, I'm going to jump right into the essay. This is a personal essay that I wrote. It is titled Normal Women with the word normal in quotation marks. It is about my journey of feeling like I'm not normal and grappling with the idea that all these other women around me are so much more normal than I am and sort of the discoveries that I made about myself and about the world around me along the way. So I hope you enjoy it. And here it is, Normal Women. Enjoy. I've always felt a little emotionally triggered by quote unquote, normal looking professional women. Women with clean, organized desks or desks that are just the right amount of messy. Women with smooth, zero-frizz hair. Women who speak with an aura of calm, collected energy in their voice. Women who don't accidentally wear a stained blouse to work 10% of the time. Women who seem to have it all together. Who never seem to be messing up the way that I am. Who seem to move through their days and weeks with elegance, gracefulness, and ease. I have spent lots of time marveling at these types of women and feeling intensely curious about their normalness. I have wondered what their very normal homes look like. I have wondered what kind of normal conversations they have with their very normal husbands after a long day of work. I have wondered about the normalness of their weeknight dinners and their weekend plans I don't exactly know what they do on the weekends, but I imagine it involves pristine art museums and elegant brunches. I have never felt, quote unquote, normal. As someone who has always felt very not normal, who has always felt like the awkward woman with the wrinkled shirt, quote unquote, normal, put together women are both deeply intriguing and deeply scary to me. A part of me is wildly curious about them probably because I so desperately want a taste of this normalness so I can experience it for myself. But a part of me dislikes them because I have so often found myself feeling small and unworthy in their presence. I've always wondered, do these normal women feel their emotions as intensely as I do? Do they experience a raging inner fire, a feeling in their body that screams run and hide? Whenever they receive a scary email or feedback that hits on a tender spot, do they spin in anxiety and frenzied thoughts in the days leading up to a presentation? Do they ever have accidental emotional outbursts at work? Do they ever stand up in front of a room full of executives only to realize shortly after that they have a period stain the size of a tennis ball adorning their pants? Footnote, yes, this is a real thing that happened to me. I consider myself to be definitively not normal. Some of the ways in which I'm not normal are things I'm proud of. I prefer a wild zebra pattern over a bland off-white blouse. I can make people laugh at the drop of a hat. No offense, normal people, but you are not very good at being funny. I have a rebellious, renegade energy that I'm super proud of. There are days when I truly, genuinely love being not normal. But there are also days when I hate being not normal. For many years, so many elements of my not normalness have felt very shameful, especially in a professional environment. My giant emotions and the mood swings that go along with them, my raging anxiety, my overthinking and obsessive tendencies, my habit of throwing myself into an infinite loop of mental paralysis, my ability to catastrophize beyond measure, my struggle to be organized, to remain prim and proper, to have clean iron clothes to wear to work every day, and to look ladylike and crisp at all times, my highly distractible brain, my inability to hold back tears when I get even mildly emotional or upset, my wildly sensitive and tender heart, my ever-present fear that at any moment things could go horribly, drastically wrong. Throughout my corporate career, These elements of my not normalness have led me to experience profound feelings of alienation. Sometimes just being in the same room as another woman who I perceived as quote unquote normal could send me down a rabbit hole of self-loathing and shame. These feelings were so intense that it took several years before it occurred to me that maybe I wasn't the only one feeling this way. It wasn't until sometime around my 30th birthday, after I had crossed the five year mark in my nine to five career, that I found myself feeling curious about a question that I hadn't ever pondered before. Was I the only not normal woman in the workforce? Or were there others out there who were like me? The question alone provided a sense of relief, the awareness of the mere possibility that I wasn't the only one gave me a sense of optimism and hope. But still, when I looked around at the other women in my work environment as I pondered this question, it really did appear as though I was indeed the lone weirdo. Every corner I looked in seemed to be filled with yet another cluster of highly normal looking women. Every career panel, women's luncheon, training, networking event, No matter where I went, there they were in droves. Put together women oozing normalness with their smooth hair and perfect outfits and career stories that were supposed to feel inspirational, but somehow felt totally flat for me. Because, of course, she could climb the ladder. She seemed so confident, so calm, so normal. But what about women like me? With every failed attempt to find another weirdo, another renegade, another lady out there with sweaty armpits, chronic awkwardness, and deep seated anxiety, I began to feel more and more discouraged and alone. It's sort of like when you're searching for the perfect outfit, the perfect apartment, or the perfect mate, only to keep coming up empty. With each new failed attempt, your mind begins to wonder what if it just doesn't exist? That's how I felt about other not normal women. Every time I searched for them and came back empty, the emotional wound of my not normalness would begin to sting just a little more deeply. And yet there was something inside me that struggled to believe that I was the only one. How could I be the only female struggling to make sense of being both very ambitious and very insecure at the same time? How could it be that I was the only one attempting to navigate the complexities of being highly anxious and non-neurotypical inside of a high-performing workplace? How could it be that I was the only one who felt like she was constantly screwing things up and no matter how hard she tried, was never able to get it right? Deep down, something inside me knew I couldn't possibly be alone. There had to be others like me out there. One thing I knew for sure, though. If there were other not-normal women out there, they certainly weren't in plain sight, and these women's circles and luncheons did not seem to be the place where I was going to find them. I realized that if I was serious about finding my fellow weirdos, I was going to have to up the ante and go on a targeted stealth mission to seek them out. Enter the podcast. I felt instinctively that if I could just speak the words of what I was experiencing in my professional life, it might have the potential to attract the other not normal women out of hiding. I figured if these women refused to reveal themselves in the actual workplace, perhaps they'd reveal themselves in the privacy, the seclusion of consuming a podcast. For me, listening to podcasts had always felt very safe and cozy. I could find connection yet remain completely anonymous. They were always the perfect medium for finding clarity and community when it came to the things that I was struggling with. And so I concluded that maybe launching a podcast where I talked openly about the really big struggles that I had encountered professionally was the thing that would finally bring the other not normal women out of hiding. I felt scared though. Committing to sharing my professional struggles in a way as publicly visible as a podcast felt terrifying. What if I made myself vulnerable, only to discover that I was, in fact, the lone, broken weirdo? What if I launched to an audience of no one? What if my boss found out about the show and listened? These thoughts haunted me deeply, and for the months leading up to launching my show, I found myself feeling fearful, hesitant, and anxious. It felt as though I was about to reveal my not-normalness to the entire world, and I sat in so much fear and tension as my mind circled around one very scary thought. What if I launched this show only to find out that I really am as alone as I feel like I am? I spent several months swimming in the anxiety of this uncertainty. But in the end, my curiosity grew way too big. And I finally hit the publish button on episode one of my podcast. What ended up happening was wildly different than what the fearful parts of me were concerned about. After finally bringing my podcast and story out into the world, I learned very quickly that I was far from alone. It turned out that other not-normal women had been lurking around me everywhere all along. I just simply couldn't see them because I had overlooked one very important fact. Us not-normal women are incredibly good at hiding. As the months went on, the community around my podcast grew, and it became very clear to me that there were thousands, if not more, not-normal women out there who, although they were hard to spot out in the wild, weren't all that different from me. My favorite part about this discovery was getting to learn more about the other not-normal women who were out there in the 9-to-5 workforce. As my podcast grew and evolved, I learned so much about my fellow not-normal women. I learned that they worked across all industries, corporate, nonprofit, government, education, real estate, medicine. I learned that they occupied all ages and all levels of professional experience. They were new 20-somethings, just figuring things out for the first time, and seasoned executives in their 50s and beyond. I learned that they lived all across the country and the globe, in my native state of California, and all the way across the world in places like Singapore, Ireland, Colombia, and so many more. I learned that some of them had kids and some were afraid to have kids. Some of them loved their jobs and some of them hated their jobs. Some of them felt afraid in meetings, but only when they were put on the spot. Others felt afraid in meetings, but only when presenting. Some felt supported by their bosses and some felt very afraid of them. Some believed that deep down inside they really were wildly talented, and some really struggled to see and believe in their own brilliance. Some had aspirations of rising to the top in their fields, others felt like they were on the entirely wrong career path and were ready to start again from the ground up. They were all different, and yet all of us, myself included, shared one thing in common. At one point, whether past or present, we have felt not normal. And the majority of us at one point or another have longed to be different than who we are. It's a strange experience to feel really, really alone in something. And then to all of a sudden realize that all along, there were thousands others like you who felt the exact same way. The experience that I've had cultivating this podcast and community has deepened my compassion for myself and other women and taught me just how many women are showing up so powerfully for their lives and careers, despite being weighed down by feelings of insufficiency, frustration, and doubt. While the realization that I wasn't the only not normal woman brought me an enormous amount of inner security and comfort, the story doesn't end there. In late 2020, I began interacting with my podcast audience in an entirely new way as I launched my career coaching business into the world and began spending intimate one on one coaching time with many of the women who listen to my show. The more time I spent with these women, being a part of their intimate and very sacred process of working through imposter syndrome, doubt, fear, and shame, the more I realized that my entire worldview about normal versus not normal, was incorrect. Before I started the podcast, in my mind, I had created a map of the professional universe that consisted of all other women who were normal, and then me, the lone, singular, not normal one. Then, after starting the podcast in 2018, I realized I wasn't alone, and there were many other not normal women who were just like me. But as more and more women let me into their inner worlds and allowed me to learn about their struggles, I began to wonder, what if the world of professional women isn't so neatly divided into two groups, normal versus not normal? What if we're all part of one bigger, unified group? What if on the inside, we're all far more similar than we think? What if the problem was never that I wasn't normal, but instead that my conceptual understanding of what normal is was completely wrong? What if the true definition of normal is not to be super controlled and perfect and prim and proper all of the time, but instead to be just a little bit messy and human? What if what normal really looks like is scared at work, overwhelmed some days, and struggling to feel good enough so much of the time? What if normal looks like having a rough time with your mental health or having a wildly difficult transition into working motherhood? What if normal looks like tears that sometimes decide to come out at quote-unquote inappropriate times? And what if normal looks like experiencing some big emotions like anger, fear, hopelessness, worry, shame, self-loathing, or dread? What if normal sometimes looks like deep, painful inner struggle and gut-wrenching feelings of unworthiness? Finally, I could see that the problem was not that I was not normal and the problem is not that you are not normal. The problem is that we've been living with a distorted understanding of what normal actually is. The cards are stacked against us because being worry-free and mess-free doesn't actually exist. And no matter how polished someone appears to be, no one is immune from a human experience that includes suffering, struggle, embarrassment, regret, and pain. We are all normal because we are all not normal, and our power lies in finding a deep embrace with the parts of us that feel very not normal, even when we so desperately want these parts to fall away. If I have learned one thing, it is that hiding my not normal parts is exhausting and that confidence comes from learning to love and adore my own inner mess rather than trying to wipe it away we need to stop trying to be so neatly polished and squeaky clean because there is no real power to be found in pretense and perfectionism all of the gifts that we have to offer the world are meant to be offered from the version of us who is real and flawed and messy when we deliver our gifts as that person that is when we shine brightest i no longer have a pressing desire to be normal or squeaky clean. I no longer want to be good at everything. I no longer want to participate in the collective illusion that as women, we are masters at feeling good about ourselves 100% of the time and doing life really, really well. It is unrealistic. It is untrue. And it is definitely not normal. I am here for something different. And perhaps you are too. I am here for a life that allows me to shake and scream and cry when I get upset. I am here for a career that's built upon a pile of failures. I am here for screwing up and embarrassing myself and learning how to love myself just enough afterwards to bounce back a teensy bit stronger. I am here for stained clothes and wrinkled shirts and not giving a crap about the things that really do not matter to me. I am here for a world where, as professional women, we embrace the full spectrum of our humanity, including our messy bits and our darkness. I'm here for a world where we are unafraid to face our feelings of unworthiness and fear head-on, a world where we give ourselves full permission to feel whatever emotions we are feeling, even when they're super unpleasant and not the emotions that society tells us we are supposed to feel. I am here to embrace the full spectrum of my humanity as a woman and to encourage other women to do the same. And I am here to remind myself and you that no mess up or mistake or failure negates the things about you that make you so special, like your kindness, your empathy, your resourcefulness, your open mindedness, and your ability to channel so much love and passion into your work. I am here to remind you that normal is just an illusion. And instead of reaching for normal, I encourage you to reach for more, more self-acceptance, more authenticity, more risk-taking, more adventure, more love for yourself, more daringness, more audacity, more fun, and most importantly, more of what you truly want. Whether that's power, success, achievement, ease, relaxation, joy, pleasure, or money. More of whatever the hell makes you happy. Normal is not a point of pride. It's a time-wasting distraction. Your soul has arrived with a much bigger mission, and ironically, you perform best at this mission when you embrace your deeply not-normal inner spirit and allow her to courageously shine. If I've taken away one thing over the past few years, it is this, the world is not waiting for you to fix the things that you think are wrong with you. What the world is waiting for is for you to be a little bit messy, a little bit out there, and a little bit weird. When you allow for this, you'll find a love and adoration for yourself that is so wildly delicious that you'd never ever want to trade it for the illusion of normal. Because who you are and the gifts that you bring are so much more precious and valuable than normal. So I hope you'll join me in letting go of the idea that something about you needs to change. Instead of focusing on change, I'd love for you to simply focus on remembering what you already know to be true. That you are strong, you are talented, you are capable, and even on the days when you feel like the most not normal woman on the planet. Your magic as a leader comes from your ability to hold yourself compassionately during the moments when your feelings of not-normalness are feeling overwhelming and big. And while you might feel totally and completely alone in your not-normalness, What's really important is that there are other women out there who aren't as far along as you are, who are also feeling not normal, and who are looking to you to help figure out if what they're feeling and experiencing is okay. When they see that you don't allow those moments to rob you of your joy, your talents, your dreams, and your determination to treat yourself with love, respect, and kindness, they too will begin to understand that it's totally 100% normal to feel horrifically, shamefully not normal. And suddenly, all of these silly labels, normal, not normal, good, bad, right, wrong, they'll start to seem silly, useless, arbitrary because They aren't nuanced enough to capture the complexities of what it means to be an ambitious professional woman who is doing her best at navigating work and life. Who you are is more than enough. And while you might want to grow and evolve, don't erase the parts of you that make you who you are. Confidence is a byproduct of acceptance, not a byproduct of attaining some rigid standard of perfection. You can mess up, fall down, and get back up as many times as you need to. And it'll only make you stronger, braver, more confident, and more deeply content and at peace with the incredible woman that you already are. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I, you know, I labored over this essay. And like I said in the intro, it took me so long to finish it. But I just listened back, finished editing it, and I was like, you know what, I'm really happy with how this turned out, even though it was kind of a start-stop process for me creatively. But I would love to hear how it landed for you, if there was anything that you took away, if it brought up any reflections for you, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm becoming more and more active on Instagram, and so you can come follow me there. My handle is at The Art of Speaking Up. And like I mentioned in the intro of this episode, I am starting to post video of the podcast on Instagram. So if you follow me on there, you will get to see a little bit of the behind the scenes and the setup and what it looks like. And what's so funny and so weird about today's episode is this is the first time I've videoed myself while podcasting. And like... At the beginning, I was feeling very uncomfortable because I was so keenly aware that I was being videoed and that, you know, I was going to be sharing some of those clips. So there was a self-consciousness that came up. But now I'm starting to feel more like myself than when I don't have video on, which is really weird. I think it might be because like talking into just a microphone in an empty room is a really bizarre experience. So it's like harder to connect with you, the audience. But then when I'm being videoed, it's like that reminder from my brain that a real human is going to be listening or watching. So anyway, I'd love to hear what you think. I'd love to hear how this episode landed for you. This is the season finale of season six. And honestly, I don't even think the seasons matter. And I don't even know if you can see what season I'm on in your podcast app. It doesn't matter all that much. But my very like orderly brain really wants to close out this season and start a new season. But I don't know. After season six, I might just not do seasons. It might just be a weekly show, which it pretty much is anyway. But I will be back next week. And I will be starting to get into more episodes on communication skills, mindset. We're getting closer and closer slowly to the next launch of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. So I'm going to be putting out lots of episodes designed to help you feel super confident in meetings, like be in that CEO boss energy and really feel and sound powerful in those meeting rooms. So I am really looking forward to that. If you want to dive deeper into my work, there are so many ways that you can do that. So the first way is come follow me on Instagram. Please feel free to message me, say hi. I love meeting you all and hearing from you. It always brings me so much joy to get your feedback. And it's actually really helpful to me as the creator of the show to know what's landing and how you're experiencing the things that I'm putting out. So it's almost like a selfish thing for me, right? So if you want to reach out to me, reach out to me because I love it and it helps me so much with my process. And if you want to dive deeper into my work, head over to my website, JessicaIsItCoaching.com. That is where you'll find a few different things. The first thing you'll find are all of my free resources. I have a free video course on executive presence. It's called Speak Like a CEO, it's awesome. It will give you a simple foundational toolkit that you can bring with you to the meetings that you have on your calendar so that you can communicate at more of an executive level when you're in those rooms. Love that course, have gotten really great feedback on it. And you can also learn more about how to work with me. I have my one-on-one coaching, which you can join the waitlist for. And I definitely encourage you to sign up for the waitlist if you're thinking of working with me one-on-one, because as time goes on, my one-on-one spots are becoming less and less frequently available. So if you're thinking that you want to work with me, even if it's sometime towards the end of this year or even next year, I just recommend adding your name to the waitlist because then you'll have priority for when a spot opens up. And if you're thinking about the Art of Speaking Up Academy, which is my group program, which is really a space where you get to be in in an intimate group of women who have very similar goals as you and also similar obstacles as you, if you want to experience your growth process in a group setting, which can be so potent and powerful, that is a space where I'm really focused on helping you grow your mindset help you get much, much better at navigating and moving through the hesitation and self-doubt that comes up so often in meetings, and also supporting you in building a very powerful executive communication toolkit so that when you do speak up, it's super effective and it lands as being really credible, really powerful, really authoritative for your audience. If those are things that sound exciting to you, which I personally think they are, I think that your communication skills and your confidence are some of the most valuable things that you can invest in growing, if you feel that way too, head over to com slash academy and you can add yourself to the waitlist, which means you're going to be first to find out when I launch a new cohort of that program. And you will also get some exclusive waitlist only bonuses. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for being here and listening to the end. I'm so grateful to have you. And I'm so grateful that we get to connect in this really awesome, really magical way. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I'll catch you next week. Bye.